Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be born. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I believe will be a blessing to you that's called recovery and restoration, something that God wants to do for every child of God, including me and you. As children of God, it's important that we come to know a very important fact about our Father, that is, He's a God of recovery and restoration. What a good God we've got, and what a wonderful opportunity He's presented to you and me to have everything restored to us that rightfully belongs to you and me. That's the kind of God that we love and trust. The kind of God who not only saved us from hell's fire, but restoring everything that the devil stole from us to us is his desire. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Luke chapter 17. We're going to look at the story of 10 lepers whom Jesus cleansed as a result of being obedient to the instructions that they received. Ten lepers, ten of them, ten of them, received instructions from the Lord. They were obedient to the instructions of the Lord. Therefore, they received what it is that God had for them. That was they desired him to do for them. Anybody here God, desire God to do something for them? Praise God. Amen. I don't care what it is. Praise God. Anybody here desire, desire God to do something for them? Amen. And if he gives you something to do, just obey what he says to you. And everything's going to work out very, very, very well for you. It did it for them. It'll do it for you too. Luke chapter 17, we'll begin reading at verse 11. And it says, and it came to pass as he went, speaking of Jesus, he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, that village, of course, is in the midst of Samaria and Galilee. When he entered into a certain village, There met he ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. I love that. Praise God. I I mean, I love the word of God. It's so rich. It's so full. Praise God. Here we see Jesus was journeying to Jerusalem. He was on his way to the place of peace. Hallelujah. But I love a God that's going to take you with him the way he's going. Praise God. He wants you to go to peace too. Because they were stuck in a place that was not Jerusalem. He wanted them to be able to be freed so that they could go to Jerusalem, just like he did too, or at least have opportunity to do. Not necessarily the city of Jerusalem, but the place of Jerusalem. See, they journey, Jesus journeyed to Jerusalem along the boundary between Samaria and Galilee. Now, Samaria was a place that was despised by the Jews. It was a place that was despised by the Jews. And Galilee was considered not much better. It was better, but it wasn't that much better. When a person is dealing with sickness and disease, they're actually living along those same boundaries too. They live along the boundaries between Samaria and Galilee. They're living in a place that's between being despised by them and a place that gets better, but is not really considered very much better. Because sometimes they, they, they're sick worse one day than another day. Another day might be better. You know, get a few days, is oh, all right, pretty good. But then later on down the line, it turns back to no good, to the fact that they despise being in this place. Well, they despise being in this place. But isn't it wonderful that we got a God who will journey from Jerusalem, and, and that is the place of peace, to be able to, to the place where we are, 
to be able to meet us right where we are. I love a God that'll meet you right where you are to be able to deliver you from that place of despising where you are and that deli- and deliver you from that place of where it ain't really not getting any better than it, than, than, than it should be. Getting you to back to the place of peace like you ought to be. Well, let's read again. Verse 11. I love the Lord. He says, and it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met he ten men that were lepers who stood afar off. Ten men that were lepers who stood afar off. Now, the word men right there in the Greek more properly means individual men. In fact, it's individual males. It's more properly in the Greek individually males. Now, why is that important? Well, this is an important distinction because it denotes individuality. Individuality. It denotes that although 10 men were all in the same situation, which was leprosy, they were still different people in the same situation. Although they were 10 men in the same situation, they were still 10 different individual people in the same situation, which means that they could have been from different social environments. They could have been from different financial, had different financial statuses. They could have been from different levels of education accomplishment. They could have been from one side of the track or the other side of the track or, you know, someplace they never want to go back. They could be all kind of different people up in there. They could have been white, black, not in this case, but I'm using, you know, carrying on like that. They could be white. They could be black. They could be Hispanic. They could be Oriental. They could be Sumerian. They could be all these other kind of people. And they're all different kind of people. Just like in this room, it's all different kinds of people. All of us love God. That's what brings us together. Praise God. All of us love God. That's what brings us together. But technically, we're all different kinds of people who many times would never find ourselves around one another if we were not all in Christ. Praise God. It's true anyway. Amen. Like a lot of y'all wouldn't be around me if I wasn't in Christ. I mean, y'all don't want to be around me, around me when I am in Christ. Praise God. I'm too ghetto for some of y'all, too black for some of y'all, too strong for some of y'all. I intimidate some of y'all. Praise God. Hallelujah. Frighten other ones, fear other ones, praise God, for no reason. Why? Because I'm a nice person. Praise God. Why y'all laughing? Praise God, I'm a nice person. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm too black for some of y'all. Ain't black enough for some of y'all. Too old for some of y'all. Too young for some of y'all. Too educated for some of y'all. Not educated enough for others of y'all. For very few of you, am I just right? Hallelujah. All right, baby, I'm glad. As long as you say so, baby, that's all that matters. Praise God. At least for any, one of y'all, I'm just right. Praise God. But we're all people. But many times when we find ourselves in a situation, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from. You're the same person in the middle of that situation. You're different, but you're the same. You're different, but you're the same. You might have came from different areas. You might have came from different backgrounds. But you got the same problem. They had a problem that they could not deal with. They had a problem that they could not find anybody they could deal with. They had a problem that was going to just progressively get worse and worse and worse. And they were going to be plagued with this for the rest of their life. Despising it. Sometimes better, but despising it. This is important. Because, once again, regardless to their many potential differences, their plight was the same. They were all plagued with a disease that in and of themselves they could do nothing about. And because of it, they were unable to be able to have and enjoy a meaningful life, one with social contacts and fellowship, 
because they was isolated from people. That's why they were afar off. That's why, because they couldn't hang with clean people. They were unclean people. And many times, sicknesses and diseases that might uh, uh, attack our body cause barriers in our lives where we cannot be like we want to be. We can't be where we want to be. We can't do what we want to do. We can't operate like we ought to because we got this infirmity. We got this difficulty that's causing us difficulty to the point that we don't have the contact with people that we want to. Sometimes people want to come out that day, but they got this pounding migraine headache that won't allow them to go anywhere that day. And they want to be around folk. They want to be faithful, but I, I despise this. But I can't do nothing about this because I'm still stuck with this after all this time. Oh, I can take a couple pills, praise God, and the throbbing goes down a little bit. And it's a little bit better than it was before. But yet, give it a little while. Smell something in the air and all of a sudden the throbbing returns back and it's even worse than it was before. Y'all don't know nothing about none of this, do you? Praise God. Well, you're in situations where you can't even do nothing that you want to do. You know, you're hemmed up and and jacked up and can't do what you want to do. Well, they were robbed of the life and the lifestyle that others without uh, the disease enjoy. And so what's so bad about it is that it's bad enough you got the disease, but you're watching other people enjoy life. That just makes it worse. Whereas you got the disease and you, and you all jacked up, but you're watching everybody else enjoy life. You're sitting at home, can't even do nothing. You watch TV and they just walk around grinning, smiling, having a good time and stuff like that. You know, they're acting, but at the same time, you know, they're getting paid. Hey, man, they, the principle is that life is going on and you're still stuck there. You can't do nothing. Everybody grinning and giggling and having a ball and, and getting mad and, and, and having fellowships and relationships with one another. And you, 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 you isolate it. You want to go out and play with the kids, but that's outside. Then I might smell the pollen. I might smell the, 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 the mountain cedar. I might, well, some of this mold that's in the air down here. Praise God, I'm still tripping out that there's mold in the air down here. And we'd be all jacked up and it isolates us. We see dogs we want to pet, but we can't pet the dog. We see cats we want to play with, but we can't play with the cats. Praise God. Why? Because we got this situation going on. Y'all don't know nothing about none of this, do you? Praise God. Well, it's just jacked up because we're being robbed. See, Satan is a thief. Sickness comes from the devil because because sickness is a thief. Sickness will rob you. It will rob you of the enjoyment that you're supposed to have in life. It'll rob you of the life you're supposed to enjoy in life. It'll rob you of finances because now you got to pay for all these antihistamines and you got to pay for parking. And you get, when you go to the doctors and now, you, now it's costing you all this money. Praise God. Now you got to pay all these co-pays and doctors and Obamacare and this kind of care and that kind of care. You got to pay all this stuff. Now you got to go in there and pay these prescriptions. Praise God. Glory to God. You know. Can I need this description? They'd be like, that's $253. And you're like, oh, Lord Jesus. Praise God. And you got to pay that too. Praise God. Now you're paying that. And it's just ripping you off. And then when you take it, you're drowsy, you're all sleepy. Praise God. Now you fall out and you're, they go a whole day gone. Praise God. Wake up later and you're like, you know, well, look, I don't, I'm feeling a little better, but where's the day? Now I've been robbed of my day too. Sicknesses of the devil. Don't you ever, let, never let nobody tell you that's of God. God said, this is a day that the Lord has made. You're supposed to rejoice and glad in it. Not cough and be glad in it. Not sit in pain and be glad in it. Is anybody hearing me up in here? You ain't supposed to be going through all of that. It's from the thief. It's trying to rob you of the future that God had in store for you. Well, you can't even move forward into what God had in store for you. 
You can't be close to nobody. Can't be near nobody. You got to be apart from everybody. But Jesus showed up. But Jesus showed up. I love this. Praise God. Verse 13. It says, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, master, have mercy upon us. They said, Jesus, master, have mercy upon us. I love how it says they lifted up their voice. That word voice right there in the Greek is the word phone. It's the word phone. Through the idea of disclosure, it means tone. It means tone. You know, like you got a ring tone. You got a ring tone. And so you sitting in here enjoying the word. And all of a sudden, you know, you know, you be hearing, you know, and it's like it pierces everything else and you can clearly hear it. You can be in, 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 in a place where a lot of noise is going and your, and your tone will pierce all the other voices, all the other sounds, and you'll recognize that. Well, when they lifted up their voices, it was, it was piercing everything else to the point that the Lord could recognize it. He hears you calling him. He hears you calling him when you lift up your voice to him. Somebody say, Jesus! Jesus! Oh, he hears your voice when you call it him. Because it's a tone. It's a tone. It's a piercing tone. I like that. It means also to articulate sound. To articulate sound, which means they had a thought within them. But they didn't leave that thought within them. They allowed that thought to come from them. And they let that, come come on, let it out. They had to let it out, praise God. Hallelujah. Because some of us desire to get better. We just won't let it out. Some of us really desire to feel better, but we just won't let it out. We keep it to ourselves and just let it fester on the inside of us and stay within us. But no, baby, you better to let that out. And it also means to address, I like this, for a purpose. To address for a purpose. Anybody ever been around little kids? They'll call your name and don't want nothing. They'll call your name just because they know your name. Just because they practice and talking now. Because some folks just say stuff, but they really don't mean nothing. They'll call you, but they really don't mean nothing. Hey, what you doing? Nothing. What you doing? Nothing. You're like, so um, what you call for? Praise God. They didn't really want nothing. It was just to do something, you know. And some folks called on the Lord just to do something. They didn't. They addressed him with a purpose. They called him out with a purpose. Oh, see, when you call on the Lord, please call on him with a purpose. Especially when you got somebody that can do so much for you. Already have in mind what you want him to do. Already have in mind what you want him to handle. Already have in mind what you need him to deal with. Already have that in mind. And then let it out. Address him with purpose. They called him Jesus. Master. They said Jesus. Which means Jehovah is salvation. Which means Jehovah is salvation. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. By his very name, people are reminded that salvation is available. By his very name, people are reminded that salvation is available. When salvation includes healing, when salvation includes deliverance, when salvation includes the word rescue, when it do, just by his very name, it reminds you of it. It reminds you of the, that salvation is available to you. And even more importantly, it shows you from where they can go to get it. From where they can go to get it. And where do they go get it? They go get it from Jehovah, from Jesus, from God. God is the one that has salvation for you. God is the one that has the deliverance for you. God is the one that has the recovery and restoration for you. God is the one that's going to bring the healing to you. 
God is the one that's going to do this. But you got to call upon the name of the Lord. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. Now, by giving tone or sound to his very name, people are actually articulating the definitiveness of his purpose. You are articulating the definitive of his purpose. For instance, if I was to walk down the street, mind my own business, eating a tuna fish sandwich, and you saw me, what would you say? You say pastor. And the moment you say pastor, you are articulating the definitiveness of my purpose. You are reminding me of my very purpose. You are reminding me of why I am on this earth at this particular time. I am on this earth to pastor you. I am on this earth to lead you, sheep, to the green pastures and the still waters that God has in store for you. I, every time you call out that name, You remind me of who I am. You remind me of what I'm here to do so that in case I forgot it for a moment or two, which I ain't going to forget it. Trust the brother on that one. But if I forgot it for a minute or two, I'm reminded about it the moment that you bring it to my remembrance. Isn't that what the Lord said? Bring to my remembrance what it is that I said to you. He wants us to bring it back to his remembrance. Are you listening to me up in here? So Jesus might not even sink them. He might not even was studying them. He might not have even even looked their way, but they said, Jesus, Master, as in Jesus, don't forget why you're here. You're here to set the captives free. You're here to relieve the people who are in stress and to bring them to the best. You're here to Heal. Does anybody hear me up in here? That's what happens when you call out his name. You're, you're, you're speaking to him about who he is. And when you look back in the Old Testament, God gave, a multiple, gave you many names for himself. Why? Because every name was associated with what it is that he was going to do or would do for you. Every name was associated with what it is or did you would do for you. For instance, my man, uh, Abram, you know, Abraham began to call him Jireh when he found out he was a provider. It gave a whole new facet to him about who God is. God is a provider. He called that place Jehovah Jireh, as in the Lord who provides. Praise God. He called, it was called in another place that he is Rapha, the Lord who will heal thee. I'm glad how God just brought it down into one name for us. What's that name? Amen. All you got to do is call out that name and it reminds him of the, def- of the, and articulates the definitiveness of his purpose. That is, he saves, he delivers. He rescues, he helps, he heals, and he provides that which is, he provides that to people which they cannot prov- provide for themselves or that nobody else could, could provide. Because provide. he knew he was in a class all by himself. Nobody could do what he do. Pharisees knew it. Remember the one that came at night, Nick? Remember he said to my man, he, he, remember he said to Jesus, he said to him, he said, no man does the things that you do. No man. Why? Because he was in a class all by himself. And they, as he was walking by and they hollered out Jesus, it was to remind them and him about who he was and what his purpose was on this earth. Is anybody here? You need to be reminded of one of, of Jesus's purposes. That's one of the reasons why I read you Acts chapter 10, verse 38 every once in a while. Just to remind you how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who still got it, by the way, with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And he knew he was a healer. But you need to know he a healer. And you need to call it out from time to time. Those men called him out. They said, Jesus, Master. 
Oh, my God, I like that one. They added master on top of that, too. That word master right there means an appointee over. An appointee over. A commander. It means an appointee over. They recognized him as an appointee over. As a commander of. Why is this important? This is important because this means that they knew that they weren't calling upon the name of any old anybody who can't do nothing. They knew that Jesus was an appointee over sickness. An appointee over sickness. Jews called him the Messiah. The Greeks called him the Christ. We call him Savior and Lord. As Savior, he saves us from all that it is that the devil does to us and delivers us from everything that the devil's trying to do in our lives. But as Lord, he's master over anything and everything that's troubling us. He's master over anything and everything that troubles us. So not only did he say Jehovah saves, but he also said he's a master over this thing that I'm dealing with. See, you need to understand that God is a master over the thing that you're dealing with. God ain't coming in there to see what he can do. He's a master over the thing that it is that he's there for you. Masters have slaves and slaves obey masters. When all a master has to do is speak and a slave obeys. Is anybody hearing me up in here? And see, Jesus is that type of person that all he got to do is speak and sickness will obey. Speak and infirmities will leave. He lays hands on the sick and they flat out do recover. He speaks to sickness and it got to go. This is something that we need to know. Is anybody hearing me up in here? He's a master. As Lord, he's master over anything and everything that's troubling us. Well, they saw Jesus as somebody designated as a commander. Because remember, I told you it means an appointee over and a commander. Well, they saw him as designated as a commander. A commander is a person of authority. Remember, that's what that one uh, uh, centurion saw him as. He said, oh, see, I, I know authority when I see it. You a person with some authority. Why? Because you speak and things happen. You, you tell stuff to jump and it jumps. I see what's happening. Well, Jesus is a person who is a commander, one who could take charge at any time, one whose orders would be obeyed every time. And ones whose words will cause results. See, I love a God that causes results. See, I ain't in all of the, well, I am, but, you know, I don't stop there. All the hermeneutical, homiletical and, and stuff. I am into that, praise God, because that way you know what's right and what's wrong. Make sure you know that. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can tell the real from the fake just like that when you're all into all that. Praise God. If you don't stay surface level on your doctrine and get deep into your doctrine, you can be able to tell the difference. Is anyone? <laughs> One of the reasons why you need to get deep in it, praise God, is because the devil knows that most saints don't get deep in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil hides in the details because he knows you ain't never going to look there. Praise God. Is anybody hearing me up in here? But when you get deep in it, you can tell the difference. But don't stop there. You don't just want head knowledge. You want something that brings results. I said you want something that brings results. See, we got a God that brings results. And if we his people, then the results should be seen in our lives at some point in time. Don't, don't condemn yourself. At some point in time, results should be seen in our lives. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Hopefully you're coming to know our God is a God who's capable of causing a regaining of that which we have been lost and taken away in our lives. And more importantly, I hope you're learning to let God be a God who regains for you the things and the people 
that have been lost and or taken away in your life. He's willing and wanting to do it for his. Let him do it. If you want to hear this message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it to you ASAP. But you know it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. Don't forget that this Thursday is National Day of Prayer. Make sure that you take some time Thursday to pray for our nation, and our nation, sure enough, needs some prayer. The Bible says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. The theme for this National Day of Prayer is Lord, pour out your love, life, and liberty. It's based on 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, which reads, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. This world needs to be filled with the Spirit of the Lord. So let's join together and pray on the National Day of Prayer. If you need a place to go to join some praying people praying, come and pray with us at Word of Faith. We'll be praying from 12 noon to 1.30 p.m. We'd love for all of you to join us as we pray for our nation. But wherever you pray, pray, because our nation and its political leaders show enough need some prayer. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.